0: With your latest news I'm April Cummings, four new positives for COVID-19 today, all travelers from a batch of 865 PCR tests. Chief Medical Officer, Dr. John Lee, says 72% of the population has now been fully vaccinated and today provided
1: a demographic breakdown. As far as breakdowns are concerned by age group, we now have 73% of those aged 12 to 17 vaccinated. And for those aged 18 to 40, over 80%, with those 40 and above, well over 90%. So our vaccination rates are very strong throughout the age groups. Of the whole group, there are 50% females vaccinated and therefore 50% males.
0: As of this morning, two people had had a third or booster dose.
1: If I could please remind everyone about that third or booster dose, we're currently calling forward by name people who are in a clinically extremely vulnerable group. After that time, the HSA will publish when other people can come forward for a third or booster dose, and we'll be starting an age group starting with those over 70 years old. Please expect that information to come from the HSA for next week.
0: Chief Medical Officer, Dr. John Lee. While new COVID suppression regulations have been gazetted, those regulations don't deal with things like masks or crowd limits. They primarily identify which categories of unvaccinated people are allowed into the country and which aren't, as well as quarantine periods, which are 14 days for anyone who's unvaccinated, seven days for those who are fully vaccinated. PCR tests are still required. Some frank talk today from former Cayman Islands Tourism Association President Teresa Leacock-Brodrick on Radio Cayman's talk today about the island's pause on the next stage of
2: reopening the borders. The hope and prayer is gone. We have nothing else to hang on to now. Our last hope was that we were going to start the reopening October 14th and we could start getting some cash flow in. We might be able to hang on. And if we, if we can grow our occupancy and our businesses By February and March, we might be able to hang on through the summer and blah, 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 right? The rug has been pulled out from us now. So it's out of desperation. It's out of survival at this point. With quarantine policies still in place
0: and restrictions under discussion for public gatherings, the industry is seeing wave after wave of cancellations. The Ritz-Carlton's Mark Langevin says the impact will go far deeper than many people realize. His hotel, for example, had sent out job offer letters to hundreds of Caymanians, jobs that now may not be there.
3: Because right now into the current environment, everybody has to evaluate what is a new business model here? Because we can certainly not hire all those people we thought, even at 25% because now we are looking at a much different pictures for obviously the holidays is gone. Christmas is gone. People already cancel everything. And now we are looking at Q1. What is that going to look like? And how are we going to adapt to that new, uh, you know, obviously scene?
0: As we reported on Radio Cayman, Sita sent a letter to the government raising concerns about its approach to the reopening and the impact it's having on this pillar of the local economy. Customs and Border Control say there are four Cuban migrants who can't be located. CBC says the migrants are not prisoners and have no restrictions of movement on the island, but they are concerned about their welfare and safety. As a result, CBC is working with partner agencies to progress the investigation. If you have any information, call the Confidential Information Hotline. The number is 1-800-534-2546. The Public Accounts Committee grilling civil service managers this morning for failing to respond to a number of recommendations made by the Auditor General and by previous PAC members. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has more.
4: The report discussed this morning related to the Auditor General's report published back in May 2015. It was about government
3: programs for supporting people in need. When we did this report in 2015, we found there were a dozen welfare support programs and we made 12 recommendations around strategy, around policy, around gaps in criteria, around overlaps in provision, and around, most fundamentally, the poor person's relief law, which was dated back to 1997 and we found in urgent need of um, updating.
4: Auditor General Sue Winspear told members in PAC that back in February 2016 there were a series of PAC witness hearings and evidence was heard by senior officials to address the issues in the report. Then in June 2016 the PAC tabled its own report and added an additional two recommendations
3: of its own. From there in July 2017 we published our first follow-up report on past PAC recommendations, and at that time we assessed the progress on the recommendations made in that report as read, limited progress. In September, August and September 2017, the PAC took evidence again for the Chief Officer and other senior officials. In March 2018, the PAC tabled its report in the Legislative Assembly and made a further three recommendations, taking the total up to 17. Ms. Winspear,
4: going along the timeline, says then in October 2018, there was yet another follow-up report. And in January 2019, the new chief officer of the department responsible attended yet another PAC witness hearing. And in April, a further four recommendations were made by the PAC, bringing the total now to 21 recommendations.
3: As of today, we've done a further follow-up, as you've alluded to in our recent report, Mr. Chairman, and we continue to assess the progress made on the series of recommendations in our original 2015 report as read, very limited progress.
4: After the Auditor General's opening statement, the PAC members themselves were allowed to ask questions to try to get to the bottom of the
0: delay. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. And the first question came from the chairman of the Public Accounts Committee himself, leader of the opposition, the Honorable Roy McTaggart.
3: I guess I gotta ask the, you know, very broad and open-ended question here is, you know, why such a delay?
0: Currently Chief Officer for the Ministry of Youth, Sports, Culture and Heritage, Teresa Echeniki told PAC members there was a significant change of management between late 2017 and 2020, which contributed to the delays.
2: We would have loved to accomplish some of them in a more timely manner, but we had to take into consideration several things. Manpower was one of those aspects, but also the sensitivity of the subject area that we were looking at and focusing on. We did not want to be hasty in making drastic changes to that organization without doing some very in-depth and thorough assessments on certain areas.
0: Areas. Ms. Echeniki says there are aspects from an operational perspective with regard to government social welfare programs that have been improved, and work does continue to address all the recommendations.
2: We are hopeful that um, some of the pieces that we started, um, there were some significant pieces that we started, will be continued by the existing chief officer. Needless to say, um, unfortunately, uh, the circumstances with COVID also redirected or focused significantly away from some of these projects.
0: The hearings continued throughout the day. Tune in this evening after the news hour to hear a rebroadcast of the day's proceedings. Shake-up in management at the Port Authority. Acting Port Director Joseph Woods is returning to his position of Manager of Cruise Operations and Security, with effect from tomorrow. Elizabeth McField will serve as Acting Port Director going forward. Chairman of the PACI Board of Directors, Klein Glidden, Jr.
3: While the operation of the port has been effectively maintained, there have understandable have been issues in administration and HR areas, some of which have been highlighted in the Auditor General Management reports. We have immediately started the recruitment process for the position of Port Director, and in the interim have appointed Beth Macfield, who is highly qualified in HR and Business Administration, as the Acting Director for a three-month period during the recruitment of the Port Director.
0: Mr. Glidden tells Radio K-Man the board's intention is for the operational side of the port to continue, while Ms. McField concentrates on, quote, correcting the human resources and administrative deficiencies. Today is the September equinox. In practical terms, this is one of two days each year when the sun rises exactly in the east and sets exactly in the west. It marks the beginning of the autumn for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. President of the Cayman Astronomical Society, Tyen Miller.
2: You might think that this also means that we have equally long daylight and nighttime hours today too. After all, equinox comes from the Latin word for equal night. But alas, it's not quite that simple. In fact, the time between the center of the disk of the sun rising and the center of the disk of the sun setting is equal. But that's not how we define day and night. The upper edge of the sun is visible a bit earlier before the center of the disk comes up in the morning, and later in the evening, because the sun isn't just a point. Also, the atmosphere bends the light a bit, so you can see the sun when it's a little bit below the horizon.
0: For the record, for the Cayman Islands, day and night will be equal on September 28th. That's called the Equal lux, meaning equal light. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.
2: For Radio Man Sports, I'm Felicia rankin It's a weekend to get your steps in. The Free Hope for Today Foundation's annual 5K Walk Run for Recovery is kicking off at 6 a.m. for walkers and 6.15 a.m. for runners on Sunday. The event starts and finishes at 7 Mile Public Beach. Organizers say the first 100 people to turn up on the day get a free shirt. While the event is free, you can purchase optional tickets for $10, which enter you in a raffle that includes prizes, Like staycations at the Holiday Inn and Weston, and dinner for two at the Lobster Pot. But that's not all. Radio K Man's Carsley Fuller has the details on another round of fun runs coming up. The Lions Club of Tropical Gardens
4: will be having its annual Brenda Tippett's Lund Memorial 5K Walk Run on Cayman Brac this Saturday at 6 a.m. Entry fee is $15 and the starting point is from the Cayman Brac Beach Resort. Registration will be from 5.30 that morning on the Walk of the Run or Walk. And for more registration or to register online, you can email bcawareness at gmail.com. The first 100 entries will receive a t-shirt and all entrants will get participation medals. Overall male and female runners, placing in first, second, and third will also receive trophies. From then, the Lions Club of Tropical Gardens will then host the Grand Cayman version, the Brenda Tibbetts Lund Memorial 10K and 5K Walk Run, on October 10th. This is taking place at 7 Mile Public Beach. Early registration is taking place at various supermarkets on Saturdays. The first 300 participants will get a free t-shirt and a participation medal. Males and females who place first, second, and third in the 5 and 10K will also get medals. There will be a raffle and all participants will be eligible. The company with the most registered participants will also Also, win the Corporate Cup. Registration fee is $25 per person. Timing for the run will be provided by Race Caribbean. As part of both of these fun runs, there's also a step challenge in October the 1st through the 25th. The entry fee for that is $15, and there will be prizes for the top three steppers. Registration for all these events can be done at caymanactive.com or eventpro.ky.
2: Reporting for Radio Cayman Sports, I'm Karsley Fuller. Given the fact that the Cayman Islands Football Association has delayed the start of the senior competitions due to various reasons, the youth football season also has been impacted by the issues pointed out in a recent communication from CIFA. Please be advised that the start of the youth football season has been postponed to October 10, 2021, due to a number of issues including COVID-19 concerns. More details regarding the youth football festivals will be communicated soon. And that was the latest for Radio Man Sports. I'm Felicia rankin